behind the scenes for years, I have been working on putting together a nonprofit program that aids the youth aging out of the foster care system. Most of these youth face homelessness, addiction, incarceration, or worse. At best, many continue the cycle of negativity by entering into what is most familiar, like abusive relationships, unwanted pregnancy, poverty, unsafe work trades, leading to even more children entering the foster care system and families living off government welfare. To break these chains and end the cycle, I have come up with the Sterling Lives program. This is a transitional program granting youth an eco-friendly and affordable housing solution, safe work opportunities, flexible scheduling that allows them to prioritize mental health, education, and job training, all while boosting the rural economy with sustainable, environmentally focused tourism. To make this a reality, all the proceeds from my projects like this podcast, the MW Wine Club, and the Fetching Barker will go into building up the Sterling Lives program. Ways you can help is to become a VIP Wine Club member, snagging some MWP merch, keeping your pup fetching by shopping the Fetching Barker, drinking One Hope Wine, and donating directly at the Sterling Lives GoFundMe. All links are in the show notes below. We're back with another episode of Mommy Wines with your favorite wine mom, Emma Dawn. Tune in while she shares her motherhood experiences, introduces you to motivational and empowering special guests, and sips away your sins in the Mommy Wines Confessional. Mom life can sometimes get lonely and overwhelming, so she created this relatable, inclusive, and supportive space for us to be ourselves. Let loose, enjoy a glass of wine, and laugh. Get ready for today's episode. Here's Emma. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Mommy Wines Podcast. I am your host, as always, Emma Dawn. And in today's conversation, I have Mindy, who is the owner and founder of the Made for Mama shop, as seen on the Today Show. I'm so excited to have her on because not only is her store so cute with the most perfect morning items, seriously, you guys, mugs and throw blankets and just all sorts of real motherhood positivity over there, something we love here at Mommy Wines, and I cannot wait for you to listen to her episode. Let's go ahead and get into it. Hello. Hi, how are you? (laughs) How are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? I can. It sounds great. Okay, Okay, good. I'm in my bedroom. I hope you don't mind. Oh, no. I had to lock myself in here, so. (laughs) (laughs) I I set these recordings up um, on the weekends that my son visits his dad. So if there's ever any kid um, interference, it's only on one side and it's much easier to edit out. (laughs) That's a good idea. So how are you today? I'm good. I'm a little nervous. I always get nervous before these things. Well, I'm excited to talk to another mompreneur and boy mom. I haven't had too many of those on the show. Yes. <laughs> Seems like everyone has girls. Really? Like, yeah. I know. I know. It's, it's different. It's a different world, isn't it? definitely (laughs) so I have printed off a few I'm not going to go through all of them because it's actually like three pages I stole it from a Pinterest article um of would you rather mommy edition oh my gosh so we're gonna play a little game but before we get into that I would really love to hear um what inspired you to start your shop Um, well, I was in the corporate world for a little over 10 years and, um, I had had my second son and I went back to work and I was like pumping and I was also commuting an hour and a half, both ways and doing, trying to juggle everything. And it was just getting very overwhelming. And, um, I, a couple years before that, I was gifted a cricket for Christmas. Nice. And my husband was like, well, you should, 
you should make things with that and sell it and like make some money. And I'm like, okay. Cause I was also in network marketing. I was working full time and then, you know, had the, the children. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I can't do anything else right now. Um, but for some reason I was upstairs with my son one day, my youngest, and I was rocking him in his nursery. And I just had this idea come to me and it was like, I don't know, I swear it was just like this voice or something just said, you should make coffee mugs. And I'm like, what? I love and, that. and I ignored it for years. Yes. I, I, I collect coffee mugs. Like some people will get like shot glasses or, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, random trinkets or keychains when they go somewhere. I get coffee mugs. Mm-hmm. I love, I, I drink a lot of coffee, but <laughs> I love mugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing like a great coffee mug, right? Like it just makes you feel so good. And, um, I loved coffee mugs too. Like I was always buying them and my husband is like banned me from going to target and buying any more coffee mugs. So, <laughs> um, I started making them. That's okay. There's always, <laughs> so I started, goods. yes. Home goods is a great place too for them. Um, but yeah, and I just had this idea. And then a couple years later, I ended up quitting my corporate job to be home with the kids and I was still doing network marketing and it, I was also working part-time. I had quit my corporate job and got a part-time job so that I could focus on my network marketing and be with the kids and the network marketing. It just wasn't bringing in the income that we needed. And it was either like, uh, it was like basically like a do or die. Like you either make this work which I was trying to do for a couple of years at that point, or you go back to work and you get another corporate job. And so I was like, maybe I should actually like try to make coffee mugs and like, just see what would happen. So I did. And it was around Christmas time in 2019. So it was just like a little over a year ago. And, um, I just put them up on Etsy. I had no idea what I was doing and people bought them. And then come January, I'm like, okay, maybe I should like start my own website. So I did. And then, um, I just kind of dove all in and it really started taking off, um, fall of last year. So 2020 is when it really like, Oh, nice. So it's still new and fun. Yes. It's still new, still fun. We're, um, currently looking warehouse now because I'm I've outgrown our garage and like we have no more space in our house right now oh jeez. Um, yeah so it's 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 kind of insane and it's like a really scary step but it's really <laughs> exciting <laughs> that is so awesome mm-hmm. like we recently we also started um a shop during the pandemic we run me and my son if you can tell if you've ever if you go and look at the website, you can tell that he definitely helps, uh, pick out the products, but we run the fetching Barker, which is like a, uh, eco-friendly dog supply shop. Oh, so we have like collars and leashes. And we also, we rescued our golden doodle during the pandemic, uh, on St. Patrick's day. Um, so after everything shut down, I was like, it's freaking hard. Like, yeah. I couldn't take him anywhere because like my son is four and he was so scared of people wearing the masks. Oh yeah. Oh my God. And so I'm like, okay, well, we're just not going to go anywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. and then we just, we had rescued this dog. I was like in denial. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, like they're not really going to shut things down. Right. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm like sitting there, I'm like going to work doing all these things. And my, I was talking to my coworker cause I worked in a really small office. I also quit my, my corporate job. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. So I worked in corporate finance for, um, like 10 years and I quit and now I run my own, um, bookkeeping practice, okay. but this stuff is like fun. Like my podcast and our dog supply shop. Mm-hmm. Um, but my son kept begging and begging and begging for a dog. And I'm like, dude, I'm not getting you a dog right now. Like wait until our house is done. Cause we were building a house at the time. Okay. Um, and I'm like, and you know, like we can reevaluate the dog thing. Like I was like, when you're five, we can get a dog because then he can like feed it and water it. And yeah. whatever. Um, and then I was like, you know what, what kind of dogs are like even out and about right now? So I went on pet finder 
And I was like, oh, like I found this cute little wish dog, wish bone dog, you know, like uh-huh. the PBS. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh that's such God. a cute little dog for a boy. Oh. Um, I went to the pound because it was at like an animal shelter. Mm-hmm. And the thing was just like up and down, up and down, up and down. And it was like not stop jumping. Like it was like oh in gosh. its kennel and it was just like boing, boing, oh. boing, boing, boing. And I'm like, okay, I don't really think that dog is for us. Um, don't <laughs> no use it. Like, yes. <laughs> don't kill it. But like, yeah. it's just not for us. Um, and then as we were walking out, we saw this dude. I, well, I saw this doodle. She's a chocolate uh, golden doodle. And uh-huh. she was just sitting there perfect. And she has like these Aww. green, big old like puppy dog eyes. It like was, she makes this face. It makes her look like a cartoon. Um, oh. <laughs> and she just looked at me and I'm like, uh, like, can I look at this dog? And she's mm-hmm. like, well, she's like, I got permission. Cause they were starting to do COVID rules. She's like, I got permission for the other dog. Let me go ask my manager about this one because this one's new. I don't know anything about it. So she went and she's like, that dog was like, it was literally just brought in. By the time I went and looked at that little dog, they had brought it back and put it in a kennel. And so I go up and I talk to the manager and she's like, well, there has to be a five day quarantine for any dogs. And that gives the vet a chance to like, look at them, the trainers to evaluate them, to make sure they're even adoptable. Um, the vet makes sure they're healthy enough to even be adopted. Um, and if they need to be fixed, they get fixed. And so I was like, okay. And I was like, well, can I like, can I put a deposit or something? Like, can you take a retainer? And she's like, no, yeah. it's just like, you know, it's kind of first come first serve, like just call, make sure we still have her, make sure everything's going okay. And then in five days come by. So I was, uh, I'm a bookkeeper. So I was working at my office. It was like right down the road from the animal shelter. And I like rush out of work. I go and I talk to the accountant, uh, who was like my direct upline. And I was like, I gotta go look at this dog. They just listed her on the website. Cause I was like checking like the website. It was yeah. like, I was like refreshing it on my computer, like every 15, 20 minutes. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah. I didn't even want a dog. And so I go, he's like, go <laughs> get her if you want to go get her. He's like, I don't care. He's the greatest guy ever. Um, yeah. So I, I like rushed down to the animal shelter and there's like five other people. One lady had three other doodles coming to make sure her doodles would get along with this doodle. And the woman recognized me. And she's like, do you want to look at her? And I was like, yes, please. Like, I want to look at her. So we went out in the grassy area, looked at her. And she's like, she does have some anxiety because she was abused. And she also was attacked um, at like a boarding center because Mm -hmm. the people were like in Rexburg, Idaho, some tiny boondocky town in Idaho. And not like I have anything to talk about. I'm looking at nothing outside my window. (laughs) Um, But they decided to leave for like two years. And I'm like, you just got a dog. Like they paid like $1,500 for this dog. So they put her in a border for like six months. And then they're like, this girl's parents come and get her. And then the guy comes back and just like abuses her. And the woman, the, what the girl in this relationship, because it was a couple who adopt like, bought her from a breeder, just took all of her breeder documents, everything, and took her to the animal shelter. And now she's home with us. Uh, So I was like, it would kind of be fun to start like a puppy shop and have like all the cute toys because like I took her to pet smart and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, they don't really have anything that's like cute. Mm-hmm. Or they have like something that's cute, but it's only in small sizes and whatever. So we started our own shop and um, we use a portion of the profits to donate. A lot of our products are products that the manufacturer already donates to oh, eco-friendly okay. things, but we use a portion of our products to do um, eco-friendly activities like mm-hmm. throughout the year. So we will plant trees. We will um, supply uh, those water filters. We've done that um, to people who need clean water. 
And so it's been super fun. But that's so cool. That's so crazy. We're that. so similar. Yeah. Oh, I love that. After what 10 years, story. you're like, nope, mom life done. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Me too. way too hard. Oh, it was so hard. Before the pandemic hit, I was honestly struggling to juggle it all. Getting up, getting ready, getting Milo up, getting him ready, getting both of us out the door, rushing to daycare, leaving him in the uncertain care of a stranger then sitting in the stresses of rush hour traffic, paying for parking in the garage of my downtown high-rise office, skipping lunch and then leaving early just to be able to pick him up from daycare on time. Corporate finance didn't match me as a solo parent, and that's why I chose to build my home bookkeeping business. You might not be in the exact same situation, but whatever your need for flexibility is, I created my home bookkeeper course just for that professional and lifestyle flexibility. My course is now for a limited time being offered for only $99. In this course, I share everything I've learned about building and scaling my very own home bookkeeping practice. Enroll now at edjconsultinggroup.com under resources. Well, I checked out your website and it looks like it's so much more now than coffee mugs. There's like cute tasseled throw blankets, which you're getting me with a a tassel. I'm down for a tassel. (laughs) I know. know. And it looks like you're even labeling your own coffee. Yeah. So we work with a local, yeah, we work with a local coffee roaster, um, to get the coffee. And then we do, um, the, we have coasters like macrame coasters, throw blankets, Um, just a couple like add-ons just to add on to like your cozy morning with your mugs. So, um, I also have journals and affirmation cards, just like anything to help moms really wake up and be cozy and happy and feel like warm and loved and grateful. Um, and that's kind of like the mission behind everything. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. Mm. I do the same thing too. I write in my journal. I, yeah. I'm single, so I have to wake up and make my own coffee. I swear mm. the only reason I want a husband is <laughs> because I want I want <laughs> I want to wake up and have coffee already in the pot. If if I could just have somebody do that, I would be so grateful because for somebody who drinks as much coffee as I do, it's really uh-huh. a surprise when people hear that like that is my dread of the morning. Like oh, making it like making it, waiting for it, cleaning <laughs> the pot, you know, putting the yeah. filter, the whole thing. I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh. And I used to have one of those, um, kind of like a mini home barista situation. Oh yeah. Where it had uh-huh. like the froth, yeah. the frother or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that was a little bit more fun, but those things are so much work. And then you have to clean yeah. them every single time. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I know. know. Yeah. But that's what I do in the morning. I cuddle up with my Mm -hmm. cozy throw blanket and I sit on my couch. Um, or if it's nice and not a blizzard, I sit on my patio furniture. Yeah. And I drink my coffee and I figure out what my day is gonna be like. So Mm -hmm. I I love that whole the whole aesthetic. (laughs) It's like a whole morning routine. It is. Yeah. Okay. Let's pause for a really quick commercial break. I have to let you in on something, but I'm sure you already know about it. The MW wine club is finally here. This wine club is a virtual happy hour held over zoom and hosted by yours truly featuring new wines from around the world. Join me as we try new sips learn from real wine industry professionals, raise money for charity, mix cocktails, play games, compete in giveaways, and so much more. The best part is, it's absolutely free, and you can join from the comforts of home. Get insider wine tips in your sweats. To support the Sterling Lives Foundation, you can become a MW Wine Club VIP. All events and details are available at themummywines.com. So are you ready to play a game? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. 
<laughs> so I have this, I found this on Pinterest and it was 50 mommy themed would you rathers. Oh my God. And I, I just printed them all out and it's like okay. three pages. We're going to do okay. like five. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. <laughs> how, how old are your boys? Um, seven and four. Okay. Perfect. So this mm-hmm. one is relatable. Oh God. All right. Would you rather... <laughs> Watch a 24-hour non-stop Peppa Pig marathon or sing the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song a thousand times in a row. Oh my god. <laughs> SpongeBob. SpongeBob. SpongeBob for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no Peppa Pig in this house. Mm-mm. Did you also have to like remove YouTube from your kid's life? Because I feel like mine is an entirely different person. Mm-hmm. when he watches yeah. YouTube and he'll, yes. he'll binge yeah, we watch don't YouTube. Let that. Yep. We don't. And it's funny because, um, it was a few months ago. I'm like, they shouldn't even be on this. And so, yeah, we don't do YouTube anymore for the kids because it's, they do, they change like their behavior changes and there's all these kids on there and then they think they're doing funny stuff. And it's like, that's not funny. Like this isn't real life. They're doing it to be funny because they're on a show right you're in real life like it's it was like it's like a drug for milo he has his tablet and he has like disney plus abc mouse netflix kids Mm -hmm. um but i had to remove the youtube because well coco melon is now on netflix so thank you coco melon um (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what that one is coco melon is really cute um It is really cute, except for now it's making Milo ask me a bunch of questions like Coco Melon and Baby Shark are like, oh, they're just like dead to me because it's, <laughs> it's me and Milo. I'm a single mom. Um, and I live, I'm from Ohio, but I live uh-huh. out West. Um, and my family's not somebody that's really close anyway. So re- in reality, it's really just me and Milo. And yeah. He, so he watches these like baby sharks and he's like, Oh, do I have a grandma shark? And I'm like, well, sorry, bro. And then like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And then like Coco melon is all about like family. And we also homeschool now. Uh-huh. Um, so he's like, Oh, do I get a miss Appleberry? And I'm like, well, maybe, but COVID. <laughs> yeah. COVID. <laughs> not right now. Yeah. Not right now. Oh man. So the next one is, would you rather allow your child to eat whatever they want for every meal until they're 18 or let them get a giant regrettable tattoo when they're 12? Oh (laughs) my God. I didn't even read these beforehand. So these are a surprise to me. I would say the tattoo because it can always be removed or like, (laughs) you know, like they can take those off now. Right. That's bold. Let them eat. They're not gonna like, how do you do that? They could, they would just be living off of like chinos and oven pizza Lucky charms. Yeah. <laughs> just ask Milo how it's done like, because apparently yeah. that's how it's going in my house, <laughs> except for he would rather have cucumber slices than chips. And I'm like, okay, okay if that's your thing, that's amazing. I'm going to yeah. embrace that a hundred percent. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one though. Here's one that I feel like really relates to your shop and it's, which would, would you rather decorate your entire home with your toddler's drawings or let them paint their own room, any color they want? Ooh, I would, um, uh, either one. I think either one of those <laughs> would be fun. <laughs> really? Yeah. So for the room. When I was, oh my God, I was probably 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine painted her room and she did this whole like SpongeBob theme where she painted the room blue and then she painted bubbles on her wall and like coral in the corner. And it was really cute, you know, uh-huh. I thought when I was 12, but she yeah. had a ton of leftover paint. So her parents were like, yeah, go ahead. Take it. Cause they were just going to throw it away. Mm-hmm. The paint oh, that no. she had left over was orange and pink. So I decided to paint one wall, orange, one wall of your room. Pink. Yeah. <laughs> and another wall orange. And then on my fourth wall, I did checkered pink and orange. 
So it looked like a chessboard or checkerboard and pink and orange. It was ungodly. Oh, disgusting. (laughs) My mom came home because I didn't. You didn't tell them? No. Oh, my God. My mom came home and she's like, what are you guys doing in here? The house smells. And she like (laughs) opens my door. We are laughing because like we're like, I don't know, 10 or 11. We had no idea that we should have like opened a window. Oh my God. (laughs) And we're on the checker wall and my mom is like, okay, well you've made it this far. Let's just like, let me tape it up for you at least. (laughs) Because we were like hand drawing these checkered squares. That's hilarious. I remember painting my room when I was younger too. But was it like a, a decent color? I don't remember. Honestly, (laughs) I don't remember. I remember like red marks here and there and like, but I don't remember what it was. Like, I can't see the whole thing. Like, I just remember doing it and thinking it was really fun. (laughs) And I was probably like 10 or 11, like you. And we had just moved in, like, we, we, we just moved away to a new town and, um, my parents let me do that. And I wish I had a picture or something. That Milo is getting really excited for that. He wants to like paint his room uh-huh. green with lizards, of course. But so I'm like, okay, uh-huh. we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next one is, would you rather accidentally break a priceless artifact at a museum and let your kid take the blame or your kid break the priceless artifact and you take the blame? Um, wait, let me think this through. So either they break it and I take the blame or I break it and they take the blame. Yes. Well, they break it and I would take the blame. (laughs) I wouldn't break it and blame it on my kids. (laughs) Plus they would rat me out. They would be like, no, I didn't. And it would just turn into a thing. And then I would look like just the most worst mom ever. So. I feel like there's so many things that like, (laughs) I never realized, but I blame on my kids so much now now COVID's here. So I blame COVID, but, um, (laughs) yeah, blame everything on COVID now. Oh, everything, everything on COVID. (laughs) Oh, you're like, sorry, I can't hang out with you. It's a pandemic or before it was (laughs) my kid is sick. My kid was sick all the time. He always was had a fever. Um, (laughs) but like, I remember this one time I was in the candle aisle at target and I was like, okay, but this can actually be my confession. Let's go ahead and get into confessions. Okay. So I'm at, I'm in the candle aisle at target and I'm like, oh my God, I had, um, gotten one of those like frappuccinos from the Starbucks and target mm-hmm. and they always make me a little bit gassy. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, oh those were the good old days, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, when you could is, do that. This is the perfect aisle. I'm just going <laughs> to let out like a little fluff and it's going to be fine. <laughs> well, this super cute guy walks in the aisle and he starts like making a funny face <laughs> And I'm like, oh my God, Milo, did you poop? Like, do we have to change your pull up? Like Milo, you smell so bad. Oh my God. Totally blamed it on Milo. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I thought I was golden. There was nobody in the aisle. There's nobody in Target. It's like the candle aisle. So I thought it would be fine. No. And then I just like walked away in like utter like (laughs) devastation. Oh my God. (laughs) oh my god so we do confess on this podcast um did you prepare a confession um well I have a funny story oh perfect okay so last year um my oldest was in kindergarten so the pandemic just started and we were just doing online and um it was like April, maybe the end of March. And, um, he started doing zooms for his class and he was using my computer because they didn't have the Chromebooks yet. 
like for all the students, you know, how they do now. And so um, he was using my computer. Well, it was fine until I did a Zoom with my girlfriends and (laughs) they are like my childhood best friends. And so, you know, like when you have friends like that, it's just pure chaos. Like you're just doing stuff to be funny. And it's just the whole time you're laughing and talking about funny stuff that happened way back in the day. And Oh, definitely. So me and my, the one, my one girlfriend, we were privately chatting and changing the other girls' names when they came on. So like, (laughs) and it was things that like were relevant to conversations that we've had before with everyone. So, um, one of them was like, um, oh God, Warren G regulator. One of them was like <laughs> Dr. Dre. <laughs> it was like all these like old school things. So whenever I logged in, I logged in as the real slim shady <laughs> and <laughs> well, um, it was fine. And we had a great night and it was, um, it was a lot of fun, except for when Monday morning rolled around, when my kindergartner had to log in. Um, there was no option to change his name back to Wyatt. So he logged in, he was sitting there in his tiny little kindergarten head <laughs> and his name said the real slim shady. Oh my god! I was like, Oh my God. And I was panicking and I'm like, how can I change this? And I'm like looking on zoom. Cause you normally there's like a place where you can change your name, but it had, there was something in the settings where I couldn't change it. So the whole rest of the year, my kindergartner was the real some shady on the zoom chats and nobody had a clue except for the other parents that were on there and the teacher. Cause like they weren't really reading yet. You know, they were just like sounding words out and, um, yeah, he was the real slim shady and I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. And that's so I've- funny. Yeah. I told his teacher and she's like, Oh my God, that's so funny. I was wondering like what that was all about. <laughs> the real slim shady oh and he like I said he didn't have a clue so he was just sitting there you know just innocent following along the teacher and it just always said the real slim shady at the bottom is well, at least least they don't have to stand up for attendance anymore oh yeah yes <laughs> oh my god please stand up yeah <laughs> I am oh, like god. I'm still so new to zoom I've been trying for like the past few podcast recordings, because I had a huge weekend, two weekends, yeah. like a weekend ago. Um, because right now we're side by side, but I want mm-hmm. us to be like top and bottom because yeah. I want to post like a little clip in like reels or something. And I'm yeah. like, why can I not get this to work? I don't know. I don't know how to do that either. Like switch how it shows on there. I think sure. you have to have more people. Yeah. Um, because like the other podcasts that I listen to that I occasionally see them posting, uh, like they have like producers and stuff on their zoom calls. Um, so I'm like, man, maybe we should just have like a zoom party, but I did just, uh, launch the MW wine club. So I'm going to be stealing snippets from there. Okay. (laughs) It's like a virtual zoom happy hour. So that's going to be fun. Oh yeah. Everyone beware of that when you log in. <laughs> There's <laughs> yeah. going to be some shenanigans and they oh, yeah. might be recorded and put yeah. on reels. <laughs> oh gosh. Look out. Look out. <sighs> okay. I have to tell you a secret. Coffee is literally one of my food groups. Having my son home with me all year, expanding my practice, EDJ Consulting Group, Relaunching my super fun and spooky podcast, Tales After Dark, and running our eco-friendly pet shop, The Fetching Barker, it's honestly what keeps me moving and retaining the little bit of sanity I have left. Coffee Over Cardio is my go-to lifesaver. It's owned and operated by female entrepreneur, Abby Scott, and it's all carb-free, sugar-free, keto-friendly, and gluten-free. Like, Seriously, it's totally guilt-free. With super fun flavors like birthday cake, cinnamon bun, French toast, vanilla hazelnut, my favorite, and so many more, you can't go wrong. Coffee over cardio 
even has all your coffee accessories like tumblers, frothers, creamers, and my must-have hydrate that you can add to coffee or water, upping the flavor and the hydration with electrolytes. Abby is seriously a genius. Get 10% off when you use code 10 Amazon and free shipping on orders over 85. Once again, that's code 10 Amazon. The link is in the show notes below. Hey, wine moms. I am proud to say and celebrate that One Hope Wines has reached over $6 million in donations. One Hope's award-winning wines are made by some of the most acclaimed winemakers in the industry. Blending traditional winemaking methods with modern techniques, each exquisite bottle becomes a catalyst for change. One Hope's commitment to high-quality wine is just as important as their commitment to the causes they support. Through the sale of every bottle, One Hope has donated over $6 million to impactful causes around the world. They have built a school in Guatemala, funded over 19,000 days of clinical trials for breast cancer research, planted an entire forest in Indonesia, provided over 3 million meals for children in need, and found over 80,000 pets forever homes. If you're going to sip, then sip with purpose. OneHopeWines.com backslash my shop backslash mommy wines. And if you have a cause that you would like to support, send me a message on Instagram. I would love to host a wine fundraiser with you. Check out the link in the show notes below. So share with everybody where, um, well, first of all, where are you located? I'm in the Pittsburgh area, Pittsburgh, oh, Pennsylvania. Nice. Mm-hmm. We live like out in the country though, not right in the city. Oh my gosh. Are, do you follow, um, spirited sons on Instagram? No, I've never even heard of them. Well, I guess that's, that's Philadelphia. Um, she's also a Pennsylvania mom and she has two boys. Uh, and she was a guest on my show and her name is Justine and she is like the cutest, like sweetest person. She's like a Disney princess. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'll have to look her up. Um, but she's out in Pennsylvania too. And I was like, oh my God, you both live in the country of Pennsylvania. You totally know each other, but apparently, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Though. But you should though, follow her on Instagram because yeah, she's super sweet. I will. I will. Um, but yeah, tell everyone where they can uh, find your shop and follow you along online and social media. Yeah. So, um, my website is made for mama shop. It's M a M a made for mama shop.com. Um, I'm on Instagram at made for mama shop, um, Facebook, um, Pinterest, basically that's about it. I think. So, yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I, che- well, I checked it out a few weeks ago and I recently logged on this morning and I'm like, Oh, that is so cute, cute, cute stuff. Thank you. So you're doing that full-time now, right? Yes. Yeah. Full-time. That's exciting. Yeah. It's nice. Um, Cause you know, I still get to work around my kids' schedules and stuff. So that's kind of the main thing. That, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how people like other corporate moms still do it. I think that, cause I recently, actually this wasn't recently, this was really long time ago, I had mama sippy cup on the show and Mm -hmm. she's like a corporate mom. Mm -hmm. And she was like talking about how it was such a struggle to balance, um, like just getting there on time daycare. Cause if Mm -hmm. I, I feel like daycares are open the same, like the exact times that like people would normally work. And unless you have like an eight to five or a nine to five job, like daycare really doesn't work for you. Like if you're somebody who works like a second shift, like a two to 10, definitely not Mm going to work for you. Yeah. So it was just like, we were talking about how hard it is to balance, like, especially like any kind of corporate career and Mm -hmm. being a mom. Yeah. And it's almost like, I felt like I had to choose because if I had to call off, like if one of the kids was sick or, you know, 
um, they had an appointment or anything. It was just like, it was, it was looked down upon, you know, to do that. And even with the daycare, like you said, I can remember just running to catch the bus to get home, to get to daycare on time. So I could pick them up on time. Cause even if you're like five minutes late, you know, they ding you and they'll charge you extra for that day. And you know, if you have yeah. to do that, like multiple times a week, then it adds up, you know, for the month and the year. My daycare and, um, um, also dropped kids. If you oh. were, if you were late picking up three times, they would just uh-huh. cut you out of the program and let another parent take your spot. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's crazy. It was, yeah, it's, it's really, yeah. Good. That was in Utah where like everyone has 5 million kids, but mm-hmm. <laughs> so they have yeah. a waiting list that they're like yeah. not lenient. Right. But like, yeah, it's the same thing. And luckily mm-hmm. I never had to pump at work, oh. but like, oh, imagine that was ha- a whole other, imagine that was having a, whole other a male struggle. boss. Um, it, well I did. I had a male manager. I got switched managers when I got back. So I went out on maternity leave. And I got back and they had switched me under a different manager. And so I would have to go every couple hours, like down to the floor beneath us to like the pumping room. And, um, you know, like if I wasn't showing online or if I was like, you know, whatever in my, um, what was that? Like the messenger thing. Yeah. Was it like a bank? I, I, I know, I know banks oh, have no. like these instant messenger things. <laughs> no, but it was, that's what it, it was the same thing. It was like a Skype messenger is what we used. Yeah. And, and, the, um, and those, like, if you're if not I was showing like offline like or you know minutes, whatever for yeah. 10 minutes, I was getting pinged to like, Hey, where are you? And I'm like, Oh wait, I think. Oh, are you good now? A little bit. <laughs> That's okay. Yes. <laughs> it's just zoom. It's I couldn't fine. hear what you said though. Oh no. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, those, those things, like they'll put you as like away or like they'll yes. gray you mm-hmm. out after like yep, five minutes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I know. So it was very stressful, which did not help with the pumping situation. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like hurry up. You know? I think you're so. just lucky to even have had a pumping room. Yeah. Like, like what if you didn't, would you just like hide in, in like a bathroom stall? Um, it's required. They have to do that. that. Really? It was. Yeah. I don't know now, especially with COVID and with everything. I don't know, but, um, I think a lot of places are going to be going to be more flexible, flexible, Mm -hmm. um, especially with COVID. And it was kind of funny too, because I talked about this, um, before, but I was working on a program, um, that was in development for a big bank in Salt Lake city. And one of the reasons they kept telling me, even though that it was in my job description that I could work from home or remotely, um, Mm -hmm. my manager who was a, a woman, which I was like surprised she didn't have kids, but like, she kept telling me that I couldn't work from home when the other people in this like development, like department, um, were all working from home was because I had a kid and she didn't trust that my attention would be towards my work if I was able to work from home. Oh, wow. So the only people in that department, it was her, a 21 year old chick, which I'm like, if I was 21, um, I probably could not have been trusted to work from home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. What? No. Nah. This, um, it was like another woman who had a, a kid, but her kid was like older. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like 17 or 18, something like that. Um, and then an, another just single girl who had a cat or two. Um, and yeah. And then me, and I was the only one who wasn't allowed to work from home. So I asked her about it and she literally said straight to my face. Uh, if you were distracting, yeah, she's like, I don't trust that you wouldn't be too distracted because you're a mom and you have a a son. 
Hmm. And I'm like, it would be so much easier if I could like even take him to daycare because the daycare was five minutes down the road, Mm -hmm. but my commute to the office was an hour. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I would be able to work more. Yeah. Because I I told her, I was like, if I have to come into the office, I have to leave like an hour early. So I'm going to have to work through my lunch because the traffic to get back is even worse than the traffic to get there. And she was like, yeah, that's fine. I would rather you do that. So I had like no breaks. Luckily I wasn't a smoker, yep. but I'm like, man, should I pick it up? Because smokers I know. get breaks all the time. I used to think of that too. <laughs> Cause I didn't either. I didn't either. Cause you had to, there was no other time like, and you couldn't work late. Like you couldn't come home and work. Cause before I had my second, I would come home, um, put, you know, my other kid to bed my, my oldest, and then get back online sometimes because I had to, especially in the busy season. Cause I was um, like an HR admin for this mm-hmm. global for- firm. So I had to get on and from like October open enrollment, you know, oh, through, yeah. yeah, through like February, it was complete chaos. Like there was so much work to do. It was so like high stress. And, and then I had the second one and I'm like, I can't get back on at night. I have, I've, two kids now to put to bed and I am prioritizing my family at this time. But, but like you said, and I feel like there's so much of that and it like breaks my heart that you, that you have to go through that. And you, there are women out there still that are like, you know, being put down because they have kids or, you know, you're not getting that promotion because you have kids and you can't be online on a Saturday. Right. You know, and it's, it it was like, surprising to me because like she knew I was a single mom. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's nobody else paying my bills, but me. So why would I not work? Like I've worked Mm -hmm. the majority of my life at this point. Yeah. I don't think like, would it be nice if I just like, I don't know, struck it rich with a lottery ticket first, I would have (laughs) to play the lottery to win, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. that is like a simple like a daydream, you know, like nobody else is paying my bills, but me. So I don't Mm -hmm. have like the luxury. And even nowadays, it's not like it was 20, 50 years ago when, you know, like things weren't so expensive to where you could be a single income family. Like most families Mm -hmm. now have two working adults. Um, or I've even noticed a lot of times like grandparents will Mm -hmm. live with a family because things are getting so crazy expensive. Yeah. And we left Utah mid building our house. I like canceled my contract and everything to move to Nevada because I was like, well, if I'm going to be on like, if this is what COVID is doing, Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't happy in Utah anyway. It just like, wasn't my thing. Obviously my podcast is mommy wines. So (laughs) I would much rather live in a place where I could get wine delivered. (laughs) Yeah, You couldn't do that. No, Utah's like really strict on like their alcohol laws and cause everything's oh, okay. kind of governed by like the popular church that's in the area. Gotcha. So it's like, it's perfect if you're Mormon, but if you're not, then you're kind of like screwed. Not yeah. Um, so I was like, well, if I'm going to take my business on my, on my own and I don't really like it here anyway, Nevada doesn't have income tax, um, and their business, like fees and everything are like really low and like the cost of living here is just lower also. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, if I'm not going to be making more money, I might as well be spending less money. Um, so we moved back to Nevada. And so now we're like now looking for land and stuff to like start the whole rebuilding process again. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, things have gotten so expensive. Yeah. And especially I feel like people have said it's like a buyer's market due to COVID, but I'm like, um, I guess, you know, like you're not paying $500,000 for a townhouse. You're only paying 400,000, but it's like, <laughs> like but still, like, yeah. Yay. Steal. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember when, um, back in the day. Uh, I was like, oh, I think, you know, buying a house would be like a good investment, you know, like maybe I should do it sooner. 
But then when I was told I wasn't going to have kids, I like never thought of like, I like traveled a bunch and decided not to buy a house and just kind of like did my own thing. Um, But now that I have Milo, I'm like, okay, well, we need to buy a house again. Um, (laughs) And I'm like, I remember having this like I like a number idea in my mind I'm like okay my first starter house I don't ever want to go over this much money a month because that's what I'm comfortable with and now I'm like that is blown out of the water but that was also Mm -hmm. like I don't know eight years ago so yeah I know (laughs) it changes so fast it does and I don't know hopefully with COVID and the whole I don't know world having to go remote more people will be more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like these dusty old men at the top of these corporations are like, Oh no, we don't want that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, I know change. But, yeah. But now it's yeah. like, if you like, I don't know, I feel like if you made things not so like punishable and strict and complicated for your workers, they're mm-hmm. going to feel a little bit more appreciated And that's just kind of common knowledge that when people feel appreciated, they do a better job and they're more Mm -hmm. willing to like do things for you. Yep. But if you're doing it in a way where you're like cracking a whip, there's going to be a rebellion. Yep. Just like look at all the other times in history, Egyptians, American revolution. It's like, you're so right. right. I feel like right now it's like the start of like a corporate revolution. I know. (laughs) Because so many people have taken the like the opportunity in COVID to express themselves in such a creative way Mm -hmm. and people who may not have ever been entrepreneurs before COVID now are kind of like, well, maybe we can do this. Or like they posted some craft they were doing or something they were doing, you know, because they were stuck at home. Yeah. Yeah. I know. (laughs) I I feel like there's no way you can stick people at home and then have them not get like a little creative. I know. I think so too. I'm yep. like a finance person. I'm the most logical person you'll ever meet. And I'm even <laughs> like, Hey, I like being creative more than I like doing other things. But yeah, so it's been fun to have these conversations and the podcast has grown a lot during COVID, but I'm like, it's awesome, man. Like I'm like talking to my guests and I'm looking at people and I'm like, imagine if COVID never happened or, you know, yeah. It's good things. I know, I know it's mm-hmm. like a devastating pandemic. I know. But like looking at the bright side, hopefully corporations are going to be more just understanding mm-hmm. and like not so crazy when it comes yep. to cuz obviously like if you didn't have to work, you wouldn't make such an effort to continue showing up. Like if right. you didn't have to work, you would just be like, oh, screw this. I'm not going to pump in a closet. Like I'm going to go yep. home and spend time with my kids. Yeah. But now I you're know. like waking up, getting dressed, mm-hmm. doing your hair, putting makeup on, wearing probably yeah. uncomfortable shoes. Mm-hmm. When if you were just at home, you could wear whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And it's true though. And I, I actually remember when I went back and I was under manager Um, I was working before I left on maternity leave. Um, I was under my old boss and I was working from home three days a week because I was commuting so far and I had earned that. Like I did a lot of things for the company and they, they approved that it had to go up the chain and get approved by all these people. And then when I came back and I was under that new manager, he took that away from me and Then on top of that, he was big on micromanaging. So Uh. he was having me like do all these crazy things and it just like totally changed. And then the fact that I couldn't work from home and he like took that away for no reason. Um, after I had come back from having a baby and was already like at my max stress level and then trying to figure out life and, um, working and everything. I was just like, I cannot do this anymore. And I feel like there's so many people in that situation. And like, there's so many other things you can do if you need to get out. Like if you're not happy where you're at and you know, like, Oh, the, the opportunities are so endless right now with what you can do. It's insane. Oh yeah. I feel like people just need to believe in their self, like believe in themselves more 
and like those things that they are passionate about or like they enjoy, they should believe in themselves to pursue those things because there's some reason why it's like on their heart. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I know like when I was still working and I kind of, I kind of decided to leave corporate finance and I took this bookkeeping job at the Maverick center. It's like the big event center in Salt Lake city. It's where like the grizzly hockey team plays and they have like arena motorcycle cross and all this stuff mm-hmm. there concerts, super fun. Place. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be the coolest job ever. I love <laughs> hockey. So me and my son got free hockey tickets all the time. Aww. Um, and yeah, like it was like, cool. I was like, okay, I'm going to leave my crappy freaking key bank shit manager job. And I'm going to take this fun job. That's like way closer to my house. But the thing is, is like, it worked out really great. And I love that job, but it was, it was like part-time and it was nice because like I could take, I didn't have to rush Milo to take care and Mm -hmm. I would get there. My boss was super flexible. He's like, as long as you come in like between like, I don't know, like nine 30 and 11. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You got it. Because <laughs> I asked him during the interview, I'm like, so what, like, when do you want me in, in the mornings? And he's like, oh yeah, like between like, I don't know, like nine 30 and 11. He's like, you just have to make sure somebody's here because they lock the doors and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, well, when do I go home? And he's like, I don't know, like whenever you're done. And I'm like, oh okay. So what that even mean? I, I don't I've know. never, yeah. I figured it out like later on. I worked there for almost <laughs> a year, um, but like I loved it. Like he was super flexible. Like if Milo ever had like a doctor's appointment in that, like that morning, I could always come in a little bit later. Um, and it was real. I don't know. It was really nice. But one of the things that I did while working there was I created my home bookkeeper class. Mm-hmm. So if somebody like is, I don't know, anxious about like going out on their own or doing something like investing a ton of money. Like if you don't have capital, I feel Mm -hmm. like a service-based business like that is really easy. Yeah. Um, so I created that for you guys, but bookkeeping is like one of those things. Like right now I work in the morning because my son has this routine where he likes to kind of do a coffee morning, but like he's Uh four, so he doesn't drink coffee. Uh, (laughs) he likes to get his shark water bottle or his juice and he sits on the couch and he watches like morning cartoons Uh for like an hour and then he's like okay like I'm awake enough I can do something uh (laughs) so in the morning I like check emails and do stuff um drink my coffee write in my journal um and then we homeschool and then he, after that, he's like, I'm done. I'm going to play with my trains and live my best life. So uh-huh. he, he goes uh-huh. off, he plays with his dog. He plays with his trains. I work during that time. Um, I have these awesome soundproof headphones. So Ooh. I just like toss those on right now. I'm listening to men and uh, the men and kilts book clan lands uh, from uh-huh. outlander. Oh my God. You got to listen to it on audible. If you haven't. <laughs> If you haven't watched Outlander, it's these two Scottish men who are in this like Scottish kind of regioned show on TV, but Uh they're now doing this um, touring Scotland road trip show on stars called Men in Kilts. Oh, okay. (laughs) I could get into that. (laughs) And they, they shot so much of Outlander and it's like a historical kind of show, Uh um, but it's like drama and action. It's really crazy. I don't know. It's like a phenomenon right now. Um, but they were like, oh my gosh, like we're two Scottish men and we learned so much shooting Outlander together. We should do like a tour and get to know Scotland even more. So now they're doing this road trip where they like rented this caravan and mm-hmm. they're like eating and drinking and playing oh, rugby. Fun. I'm like working. I'm listening to my audiobooks. Uh, I loved the Barack Obama book, but it is like 36 hours. And I feel like nobody oh tells you God. that. Oh my God. Really? I'm like on chapter six. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. It, it is like 36. 
36 hours. So if you're ever going on a multi-international airplane ride um, <laughs> or Ugh. something crazy, it's going to yeah. take me months to get through it. But yeah. yes, 36. And I like, just listen to my audiobooks, do my work, um, you know, and then by then after a couple hours, uh, just like make dinner. And then when he goes to bed at seven, cause he like is starting to boycott naps. Are you at that mm-hmm. phase yet? Oh, we're, we're out of that phase. We've been out of naps for like Ugh. a solid year now. It's like a loss in the family. It's a big loss. It's devastating. Um, (laughs) yeah. So we are now out of naps. However, he goes to bed at seven. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. I just like put him to bed at seven and then I finish working and then I watch TV and then I go to bed. Uh, but like the nice thing about bookkeeping or like starting a shop is like, you don't really have like my deadline is the end of the month. So as yours is probably like, oh, we have a fulfillment period of like two or three days. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I feel like stuff like that is so much more, I don't know, the flexibility of still being able to have that professional fulfillment while also Mm -hmm. having the flexibility to be a parent and a wife and a family is really nice. I like it. Yeah, it definitely is. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It was a pleasure talking to another fellow mompreneur. I know. It was so fun. I loved it. I know. We went over a little bit, but that's okay. Zoom's only going to yell at me. Yeah. I I see it's still recording, so they're not. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. To support the show you love, check out the exclusive branded merchandise on themommywines.com. And until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.